Welcome to the Powered by Age, Age-Friendly City Zoomcast, reality-style podcast. We are movers and shakers, shaking up the old notion of silent, helpless, invisible seniors. This is a new series of podcasts funded by the City of Vancouver and the 411 Senior Center Society. As PBA AFC ambassadors, we raise awareness, share our original stories and poems, inform, advocate, and involve seniors in discussing important social issues. In short, these podcasts will help us, you, in creating an age-friendly city for Vancouver today, tomorrow the world. You can hear us everywhere podcasts are heard. Hello and welcome to Powered by Age, age age-friendly senior-led podcast. Today we have a special ABCs of ukulele and how it helps your brain with Jane Bellinger. And then we have helping the secrets of emotional freedom technique that Neil is going to be leading. So I'm Charlotte Farrell, your own sister C, and I'm going to, without further ado, introduce Jane so that she can start us on these ABCs. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. First off, Charlotte. Oh, gee, there goes my phone. Thank you for inviting me. Just let me hang up here. Please forgive that. Uh, I, I've been teaching um, ukulele at 411 for a couple of years now. And so I, as Charlotte asked if I would do a little presentation, and I sort of didn't know what to do, but she gave me a good tip. She said, how about the ABCs? So that's what I'm going to do. I'll start you off with a little song. And most of you have probably heard this. I want to apologize in advance for my lousy singing. Okay. So it's Jambalaya, but probably the most famous country Western singer, Hank Williams. And I'll just sing a little bit. Jumbo. From fish pie, fill a gumbo. Cause tonight I'm gonna see my share meal. Pick guitar, fill the jar, and be gay. Son of a gun, we'll have a fun on the bottom. So that, that's a, a very popular, very simple song. It's just two chords what we call chords and that song you could probably play after your first maybe your second class so you can see that it's and i'll start my abcs it's very accessible it's a very accessible instrument which doesn't mean that you can't become a virtuoso in fact in many respects you'd have to be a better player to be a virtuoso because it only has four strings unlike a guitar, which has six strings, and it has a little tiny fretboard compared to a guitar, so the choices are much more limited. Nevertheless, you, you'll hear many, many virtuoso ukulele players, some right from Van- the Vancouver area or Canada. One fellow that comes to mind is James Hill. So the other thing that makes it an, an accessible instrument is that it's very common, it's low cost, You can borrow one from the library. It's easy to get music and it's easy to get instruction on the internet. So anybody could play. Now for the bees of it, the brain health, it helps you with your hearing, your memory, your left, right brain communication. And in the end, your sense of well-being because it's a social instrument. Um, I think, but it's not just, of course, you can play it on your own, but it's a really nice social instrument. So for that, there's a lot of benefits. And I think it helps you with your oxygen intake. If you're singing, as you can tell, you don't even have to be a good singer. Just sing and sing as loud as you can. The other part is because it gives you a sense of well-being, it helps your happy hormones. So you feel better. It's creative. It's a very expressive instrument because it has a lot of flexibility. You can be a fantastic player or not such a good player, and you still can participate. You can change the words to songs. You can put your own stamp on anything. So it's really good for that. It's very good for dexterity. So if you have arthritis, which I do, and I also have neuropathy in my fingertips, so I can't feel necessarily... It keeps my hands moving, which is very good. And this one, I don't know if you can tell, I have quite bad arthritis in my thumb. 
and that's my what we call strumming hand and that keeps my hand going it's, you know they're very very good for that it's easy now we're on e it's easy within the first lesson as i've showed you you could probably play a song the other thing you should know that with just a few chords you could probably play three or five thousand songs you don't need to have everything at your fingertips it's very minimal uh, learning the f of it it's free if you come to 411 or take a lesson with me on zoom i never charge but even if you were to take lessons you could pay and it's pretty minimal hundred dollars maybe for eight lessons and they're local people very very good and then there's stuff on the internet, tons of instruction on the internet for free or low cost. Growth, personal growth. I, I think that it will stun your family when you start playing and singing, you know, and especially if you start doing things in a public way. You can, well, we were performing at 411 for Christmas. We were going around to senior centers and performing and it was I never thought I would ever do anything like that in my life. In my, it took me two years. When I had to go sing in my lessons, I would just pretend. I would just move my lips. It took me, it took me coming to 411 and teaching there that forced me to sing. And I, it's just joy. It's a very, very good experience for me. It will help you if you're shy. It will help you overcome your shyness. And I really believe it's a life-altering experience for many people. Now, for the H of it, as I told you, it really helps you to release your endorphins, your happy, your happy hormones. And, you know, we, we can't have enough happy hormones as far as I'm concerned. So it's very good for that. It's an international instrument. No matter where you go in the world, my daughter lives in Australia and I go there and you just meet other ukulele people and you can go to their circles and just fit right in. My friend went to Sweden, same thing. She didn't understand what they were saying, but they invited her in. You can join uh, many, many groups on the internet. So for example, this morning, I had a little lesson on Hawaiian Christmas songs from a guy in Hawaii. And then on the weekend, I played with a group from my hometown, Winnipeg. So in a way, this pandemic has made me look outward. So it's really, it's really amazing. <laughs> And as I said, it's a very joyful instrument. I think because it, it's a social instrument, you have a lot of fun with groups, in a group. And it's a real kindred spirit when you're, well, now we're on the case, when you're playing with other people, when you're sharing together. So I really encourage you once all this is over to go out and try it. You'll have a lot of laughter. I don't know, you know, at our age, what we think of as play. But learning something new, participating with other people is all, it's laughter to me and it's play. I, I really can't uh, tell you any more, express it any more clearly. Learning music has been a magical experience for me because it's something I never thought I could or would ever do. I very, very little, in high school, I joined the band late, so I had to take a tuba. And I come from Winnipeg, lugging a tuba home in the snow is not that much fun. So you can imagine I didn't last very long. So that's the extent of my musical education. I never got to join the choir because like, as you can tell, I can't sing very well. So this whole experience, but you know, I think aside from my history, my weaknesses or whatever you want to call them, for everybody, music is a magical experience. It's a universal experience. So what the playing music will do, now we're going into the ends, it will make you a nicer person. And how does it do that? Because when you play, you tap into the, your good feeling. It, it helps you overcome loneliness. It helps you overcome sadness. You feel the sense of accomplishment and you feel good. And when you feel good, I think you become a better person. In other words, you lose your grumpies and you're just a nicer person overall. It also gives you a sense of optimism. I think because of this release of endorphins, 
because of the socialness of it, you may have a more positive outlook. One of the big features, it's portable. So this ukulele weighs about a pound. And you might have a songbook that is basically as big as a notebook. And you just, that's all you lug around in a little case. And it, you know, the other thing I should say is that it can go anywhere. You can take it on a plane. You, you can get these plastic ones. If you throw them in the ocean, they're fine. So it's not like you have to have one that's made out of an exotic wood, handmade in Hawaii. Very good. It's a very quick instrument to get started. And you can get started, like I said, in a lesson or two, 12 lessons, and you'd be good to go. But you can continue, of course, as long as you want it and get better and better. It's relaxing. It's an excellent stress buster and a mood lifter. Again, I, I was saying it was very, it's a very social. And at this time of isolation, even if we can't meet in person, we can meet on Zoom or online. And for that, it's very valuable. We were meeting with some of the 411 group all summer down in Olympic Village. I don't know if you know where the dog park is, but there's a dog walk there. And it has picnic tables across from there. So we'd have the dogs barking in the background, but we could socially distance and still sing and play together. And, you know, and I had a number of people tell me how important it was to them to be able to do that. Otherwise, for many people, what would they have been doing? I don't have any, myself, any family here. So having those opportunities and having, you know, the Zoom and other social kind of media has been very valuable. I don't know when we'll get back to 411 to live classes. So it's been very important. Now, this tiny instrument is also known as the Mighty Uke. It's very therapeutic. And it does, I think, in the end, bring a lot of tranquility. Okay, now we're on QRSTU. We're on ukulele. The history of the ukulele is it's originally a small guitar from Portugal. And during the time of colonization, one of the places that Portugal ended up was in Hawaii. And they brought this with their little guitar with them and the Hawaiians took it and adapted it. And now, of course, they're amongst the premier. I mean, whenever you think of ukulele or ukulele, as they say in, in Hawaii, you think of Hawaii. Tiny Tim kind of put a little bad shade on it for a couple of years, but now it's becoming popular to the point where at Long and McQuaid, it's the number one seller. And sometimes they're sold right out. So that's how popular it is. And my own personal belief is if they gave ukulele lessons to everybody, there'd be no war. Trade in those guns for a uke. That's all I have to say. Can you lift it up a little bit? Sure. Well, this is a, this is a soprano. This is mm -hmm. your normal size. And this is the next size up, which is called a concert. So you can see it's a little bit bigger. Can you see that? Yes. And, the, and it's a little bit deeper sound. I'll just play. And then this is a soprano. So you can see it has a little bit of a different tone. Some people like that more bell-like tone. And it, it works very well with the Hawaiian songs. But both ukuleles are fine. And then I have a new one. I'll show, I have a couple others, but... This is my new acquisition. It's a little, it's called a banjo lele. It's a ukulele banjo. How cute is that, eh? And this is how this one sounds. So it sounds, it is, it's a banjo. Yeah. I have to put a piece of foam in the back to muffle it because they're so loud. So that's about all I can do on that one, though. I just got it. <laughs> it was only a hundred bucks, so I feel that's all right. I'm not spending any money on going out or anything like that. So I felt I could afford this $100. I just want to talk to you about the V of it all, the voice. So you get to use your voice. It's very expressive. And again, it helps you to, with your oxygen intake. And as you know, your circulation is so important at our age. So that really helps. The singing really helps with that. Now, you might think this little tiny instrument... Now we're on the W of it all. You just use your hands and your mouth for singing and your hands for turning pages, but it isn't. It's a full body workout. If any of you play music, 
You got to tap your toe. You got to get your head going to keep the rhythm. In many respects, you might not notice it, but you do. You move your whole body and it affects your whole body because, as I said, with oxygen and with endorphins and all those other kinds of things. And, you know, I think that our brain health, our body and our brain and our spirit and our heart, they're all connected and we need to do what we need to do to keep those happy and functioning. And this is one root. I couldn't think of an X word, so I'll say it's exciting. Because in my case, I mean, who would ever think? Who would ever think I would learn to play some an instrument? Who would ever think I would sing out loud? And who would ever think I would teach? Not me. Like that was not even in my range of possibilities. But here I am. It keeps you young at heart because you can play all sorts of goofy songs. You can tap back into your teenage years when you were rocking and rolling or else if you were demonstrating there's lots of folk songs you can be playing or if you're one of those heavy metal aficionados there you go you got heavy metal and more recently if you can get into the rap go ahead so really I feel keeps you young at heart and finally the Zeds I, I really think it adds a lot of zing and a lot of zip to your life a lot of zeal so I really hope that if you want, I'm happy to give you a lesson on Zoom, you know, once a week or once every other week for as long as you want. Well, as long as I have something to teach you. I'm not that good myself, so I can get you going, but that's about it. <laughs> once 411 gets going again, we'll open up the classes. And I'll tell you that I was teaching two levels of classes and running a ukulele circle every week at 411. And there were anywhere from 12 to 20 people at each of those things. So the demand was there, the interest was there, and the fun was there for people. And like I said, pretty good for not costing anything. You know, just a membership and getting yourself a ukulele. A ukulele you can buy for about $60. It's like a car. You can buy a cheaper one or you can buy a BMW. But is it going to make you a better driver? Nope. Doesn't matter. To get started, you don't need a big investment. So I hope you take it up. So I'm just going to close with a little bit of a song. And this is how I think of my pal, my ukulele. We'll see if it even sounds like it's supposed to. Oh, we ain't got a barrel of money. Maybe we're happy. Sorry, I can't even read it. <laughs> Ragged and funny, but we travel along, singing our song, side by side. Don't know what's coming to you. Maybe it's trouble and solo, but we'll travel alone, share our love, side by side. Doesn't matter at all. When we they all had their troubles and parted, we'll be the same as we started traveling along. Side by side. Side by side. One minute. Yeah. I can see all these smiles. Uh-huh. There you go. So, and that's, you know what? That's four chords. So, in your fifth lesson, maybe you could play that depending if you do your homework. So, I hope that somebody signs up. I hope you tell your friends if they ever express an interest to get in touch with me, and that you can do that through Mariko or um, there's a poster that Charlotte has, and it just gives an overview of the ABCs and my contact details. And what I'm going to do is email it to them. I'll send it out in an email so that way they can be more permanent than trying to scratch it down off the screen. Yeah, no, I, I have a few minutes. Does anybody have any questions? Yes. Are the chords very different from guitar chords? Yeah, they are. Well, for one thing, a ukulele only has four right. strings. 
Right. So a C string, a C chord, how many yeah. fingers do you need for a C chord on a guitar? Three. Okay. Well, for ukulele, you only need one. Uh -huh. That's your C chord. And most chords are only three fingers. But, you know, you can get make it as complicated as you want as you go. But to get going, it really doesn't take much. And a lot of the songbooks, I make them myself. I just download songs that I like and photocopy them. 411 lets me photocopy them and send them out. It couldn't be better, except for maybe a penny whistle. <laughs> But you can't sing if you're tooting on the penny whistle. You've convinced me because I would see people. I, I was teaching poetry in other classes at Paul yeah. and I'd see people with their ukuleles, and I thought, oh, my fingers can't do that. And, and uh, yeah, you know, all of the benefits of exercising my fingers, I'm going to find yeah. a ukulele. Yeah, it, it absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know if I could have got through this past several months without having my pal, my ukulele, you know, like you say, through all kinds of weather, and it's there for you. And that's literal, because if you have a plastic uke, you could play it outside in the snow and it wouldn't make any difference. Jane, you when did use you it for a paddle in a canoe if you had to. <laughs> Jane, when did you pick, start playing the ukulele? Well, you know, about that, I'm not exactly sure. I'd say about four or five years ago. And my lessons, I, I don't charge because I got my lessons, my everything for free from Sarah McLaughlin School of Music. They have a seniors mm -hmm. ukulele choir there. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate enough to be selected. It was just, it was nothing. It, there was no plan in this. It just was all like destiny to me. So it's been quite a marvelous experience. And I'd like to share that with whoever is interested. I think it's marvelous. It's giving me ideas about Tawal. Charlotte and Nancy, yeah. that, uh, over 50 group that I, I am in. Yeah. I what city are you in? Los Angeles, basically. Oh, you know what? I, I, I would bet money right now that there's 100 ukulele groups going yeah. in Los Angeles and environment, and, you know, in the, in the surrounds. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. My daughter and my son and my son-in-law to be, they all play. You know, yeah, well, there you but go. I never picked it up, but, but you have been very inspiring. And I'm just thinking that's a fun thing for Tavo members who want to do that to start doing that. I mean, mm -hmm. you don't have to. We just need to get started. And you just maybe, need to get started. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're giving I mean, your welcome. If you want to if you want me to get get you going, I'm happy to do that. Right. I will say that the 411 has two loaners, and I have, uh, through the kindness and generosity of former students, they chipped in. I was, I've been able to accumulate about 10 uh, loaner ukes. They're not the best. I mean, they're not fancy, but mine's not fancy. They're just basic ukuleles, but they will get you going. I don't, so that doesn't help you, Elizabeth. I know. We're down here, but they, I'm sure we could find them all over the place. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So yeah. maybe... Maybe that's something we could do. Charlotte, can we borrow Jane to make a presentation like she did today? <laughs> oh, we, Jane, yeah. yeah, Jane, also, I'll, I'll send her information, but Jane, for people who are listening on the podcast, can you mm -hmm. say your email address or your website address? Well, I don't have a website, but I'll tell you what, I'll give you my phone number. It's 604-733-2640. So it's Jane, and I'll get back to you, or I'll answer the phone, one of those two, but I will get back to you. If okay. I give you my email, it won't, it's just a bunch of letters, and it's not fun to try and <laughs> just decode it. And Elizabeth, just contact me. I'm, I'd be happy to do that. I, like I say, it's, it's, the, it's been a real bonus in my life. Well, certainly you're an example and what can be done, and that's so inspiring, and I think we could inspire others in our age group to yeah pick that yeah. up yeah yeah benefits yeah so Chris, i hope to see some of you at, at some lessons soon but you know what I, I have one minute to get to my other class okay but, but charlotte my my email there and my is and my phone's there please don't hesitate to contact me 
I'd be happy to answer your questions or hook you up. The one thing I really want to say really fast is if you're going to buy a used ukulele, it's not always a good idea because a lot of times people get rid of them because these, these things don't hold anymore, you know, and they're expensive to replace and the, or it's warped. Yeah. So you, you need to, sometimes if, you know, if you buy a used one, you might get it for $30, where if you spend 50 you can get a brand new one. And, you know, there's that. So I'll just let other people know, you know, the 411 Center is closed over the holiday weekends, but I'm going to keep our line and our call open on Christmas Eve. The Thursday is Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. And Jane has said she'll play some music. So if people want to sing, we could mute ourselves and sing Christmas songs along to the <laughs> ukulele on uh, on Christmas Eve. So uh, yeah. thank you so much. You're welcome. Charlotte will be in touch. And take care, all of you. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm going to get locked out. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry if I hurt your ears, though. No, it's fine. Thank you. Uh, and, and, and why do we have to mute ourselves when we sing? Because uh, <laughs> are you serious? Oh, we we really badly. <laughs> no. oh, I, I'm I'm bad. I'm bad. But the the uh, Zoom will make it even worse. I assure you. But I really have to go now. Okay, I, I know you have to having go. me. Thank okay. you. Take care. Thank, bye you. Bye Thank you so much. Bye bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye. Yeah, we actually, uh, I belong to a singing group at Century House and we tried singing on Zoom, but it was an absolute disaster, not because the voices <laughs> were so bad, but because everybody was just a few seconds out of sync. Yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. The 17th was my son's birthday and they had a family gathering and we, we sang happy birthday. I mean, we were just in tears because it was, <laughs> everybody was in different places in the song, but yeah. it, it generated a lot of laughter. <laughs> Uh, but that's something that you'll know that I am, we will have the podcast open if people just want to pop in and say, hey, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever, greetings. And if you have ugly sweaters, I didn't know the ugly sweater thing. And somebody asked me, do you have your ugly sweater? And that's, it's a whole industry. It's a whole big thing. So if you have your ugly Christmas sweater or you have a Christmas hat like Neil has, <laughs> you, you could wear it on uh on the uh, 24th of December when we when we meet. Okay, so that's a very emotional thing. And we have someone today that's going to show us an emotional, what is the F? Emotional freedom. 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 <laughs> yeah, emotional freedom technique. So some of you know Neil. Actually, what we didn't do at the beginning, we used to have everybody just say their name in 15 seconds about themselves. So Nancy, I'll let you do that. Let you start. Um, thank, you. thank you for the invitation. This has been so much fun. My name is Nancy, and I live on Vancouver Island. I'm not from here, but it's where I live in right now. And I in awe of, of all of Mother Nature. I just recently moved, which was not planned. It was like a whole universe thing. And there's a little squirrel that comes up on the tree outside the window and does this thing with his with whatever he's eating. And I'm really blessed because I just moved down by the beach. So there's a beach on one side, two minutes away, and a mountain on the other side. And we've had some horrendous rain. And, and then the sun peaks out, and I get to just take it all in and enjoy it. And so I'm feeling very blessed about it all. So thank you. Oh, welcome. Leslie? Yes, Leslie Hebert. I live in New Westminster, which is a suburb of Vancouver experiencing uh, horrendous growth in the Fraser Health District in COVID cases right now. So we're all being very careful. I am an online teacher. I teach English as a second language, so that hasn't changed. I'm also a writer and I'm currently working on a travel memoir of a vacation I took in Japan a few years ago. Chris? I'm Chris Morrissey and I live in East Van and participate in things at Britannia, Britannia Senior Center. And there is a ukulele group that I know that plays out of, well, whether it's out of Britannia, but it's a group of people that have got together from our creative writing group, which is Quirky. And so some of those people have got together and they also went to Sarah McLaughlin's school because it's, it's in East Van as well. Yeah, I think that's enough.
Okay. I'm working. I'm working on. I'm working on a memoir as well. Yes, and and Chris tells has shared stories, and she's invited other people into our group for stories. And just so I think, Nancy, I'll, I'll let you know something that we're doing. We our podcast is Powered by Age. We have a website, and so all of our episodes are on the PoweredByAge.com website. And we have a thing called Spin. Initially, I was thinking of the word spin-offs, but then I like acronyms, so it stands for stories, poems, interviews, and novelties, which are different things that people have presented. So they're represented separately. Sometimes people gave it within the podcast, but there's just their own separate nugget space on the website. So if somebody just wants to hear a story or hear someone's poetry, they can go on to our site and do that. And soon they're working on a Facebook group where again, people within the group can talk to each other. And I just like to, to say on behalf of there are five people that regularly are usually with us and I won't say their names for because of the just health confidentiality, but uh, they are having some health challenges or procedures that, you know, there'll be away a couple of weeks or so, or particularly, it seems like Thursday is a big day that a lot of people's medical schedule, you know, appointments are scheduled. So we'll just send from our heart, uh, positive mm -hmm. thoughts and past, you know, that everything will work together for their good as they are healing and going through these procedures. So that, that brings us to Neil. Yes, yes, yes. I'm a poet, and I have a book of poetry that's actually being republished right now. It's from the other side, and a website where there's a half a dozen free poems. It's called fromtheotherside.ca, and I guess I might as well start talking about EFT. I'm trying to remember now, is it 13, 14 years ago, I had bowel cancer. And I did the surgery, but I declined to do any chemotherapy. I don't know if it upset the cancer agency, but they sounded like they were upset with me because I canceled all, all the doctor's appointments that they had lined up for me. But I had already started to learn alternative medicines. And... It absolutely surprised me that I learned that I had cancer because I was kind of had a pretty good diet and so forth. But I found out that cancer is actually a, an autoimmune disease. That's my opinion. It may, may not the medical, uh, the professions, they probably wouldn't agree with me, but What's the driver of our physical health is our emotional well-being. And I created cancer to get out of a relationship. And uh, I decided I wanted to live, so I went and did the surgery. And then I went after what's the emotions behind the cancer I, I learned a number of techniques to, to deal with emotions, and one of them was emotional freedom technique, EFT. And I wound up teaching EFT at the cancer clinic here in Vancouver. I had 180 patients go through my class, and each and every one of them had a story. And what the EFT is, is to let go of the energy that's tied up in this story. And so it really has two parts to the exercise. The one part is it, it takes the side of the hand and you basically tap on what's called the karate chop point. And you tell the story that starts off, always starts off with the words, even though. So even though my father was an alcoholic, 
And I grew up in an alcoholic home, and you could never trust that father was going to be sober, and you could never trust that father was going to be home. And I understand he would disappear for days. Uh, we're the small town in northern Ontario where we lived. And so even though father was an alcoholic, I deeply and completely loved myself anyway. And you do that three times. Even though father was an alcoholic, I deeply and completely love myself anyway. The amygdala is where those emotions are held, and that's in the old brain, the monkey brain, as it's called. And the Chinese acupuncture discovered that where the tapping points are, that tells the amygdala to quiet down. And those tapping points are where the eyebrow begins and the bone on the side of the eye and under the eye, right directly under the eye. And, and, and if you touch those points, you can feel they are a little, little sensitive under the nose the chin, in the cleft of the chin, the collarbone, under the arm, and as they used to tell me to teach women, is it's where the bra strap goes through, <laughs> and the top of the head. And so to do a round is rather simple. And that is, is that father was a drunk. It's difficult to admit that I grew up in that kind of a home, but that's probably the closest to the truth because the difference between a drunk and an alcoholic is that the alcoholic can afford the booze. And I know our family was always looking for cash. So I deeply and completely love myself regardless of what my home life was like. And I deeply and completely love and forgive myself that I could do nothing to change the experience. And I deeply and completely love, forgive my father. So you do that once and then you look, how does it feel? How does, how does it change my relationship to my father? Does it change my relationship to me? Does it let go of some stressful energy? And then you do it all over again if, because you want to keep lowering, lowering, and lowering. And when you do this chop point here, you ask the question, how painful is this on a scale of one to 10? You know, and, and when I think about how difficult it was being a child, and how I felt so badly for my mother. Anyway, it's another story. Pardon me. So what the emotional freedom technique is about is about releasing the tension that's in the amygdala. And if you want to talk about what the tension is about, you make up the, the tapping about the problem, even though I have this problem. I deeply and completely love myself anyway. And not up as high as the knuckle, further down, right where what they call the karate chop point, which is if you take and go in the middle between those, the, the, two, the bone of the knuckle and the bone of the wrist, and you go in between the two, and that's the karate chop point, and that's where you set the story of what it is you're working on. So even though we're challenged with COVID-19, I deeply and completely love myself anyway. So you do that three times. So even though we're, we're challenged by COVID-19, I deeply and completely and then you start at the eyebrow point. The eyebrow point says COVID-19 is a bitch. 
COVID-19 really, really puts a cloud over our summer and puts a cloud over living in, 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 in a world that's now got a pandemic. And then under the eye, it's COVID-19. I release and let go of my fear about getting COVID-19. Under the nose, I decided I'm happy just being by myself right now. I'm happy just experiencing the new world. I'm happy. A collarbone point is that I'm happy being able to visit my friends on computer. I'm happy just to be here and blessed by all the blessings that I have of the outdoor neighbor, uh, the outdoor, you're uh, tapping under the, under the arm. Uh, all the, all the gifts from nature when I go for a walk, all the, so on the top of the head. Uh, so thank you for that squirrel that comes to visit me. <laughs> so what, what we're always working to do is to level the, the stress of anything that's going on that's, because if dis-ease, look at that word, dis-ease, it's exactly what where our illnesses come from. It comes from the dis-ease of stress. I'm uneasy. I am absolutely, totally convinced that my relationship 14 years ago that I, I, couldn't, I couldn't leave was my solution was to get cancer. And so when I, I was doing many things uh, locally, but I had, a, I had a business in China with 14 employees and I had to go there and I couldn't rely on, on my Psyche. Uh, Psyche uses kinesiology, but you need an instructor and I, couldn't take my instructor to China with me, so I needed something. So EFT came along, and it's all self-contained. This is that I can talk about, hey, I need to treat my body with love and care. Even though I created the cancer, I'm able to heal the body because my body knows how to heal, and the body and my body is. If I cut myself, my body heals itself. And if I have anything else that's going on, I can reduce the level of stress around it and my body can heal itself. I, can, I think the, the, the solution is if I can get out of the way, the body knows how to heal itself. So my favorite teacher was a woman named Carol Look, who works out of New York City. She's online. I spent a week with her uh, five days in Denver, Colorado. She had a three-day weekend and then a two-day follow-up. And I spent uh, a lot of money to go on uh, because the next class that I went to was in uh, Ireland, was in uh, Galway Bay. Anyway, I, I, I went to visit my grandfather's birthplace and had a great, great old time and spent three days in Carol's class and really like she's a very gifted woman with teaching and very clear. clear. Uh, and she's on the internet. She gives away a lot of stuff on the internet. So I highly recommend the idea, the concept of self-healing. If we can heal our emotions, our body knows how to do the rest. And 
I, I hate to say this, but the truth is, is that we've all been traumatized at one point in time because, you know, we were born into a world that was living in trauma. I'm born 1940. There's a world at war, a war that killed, murdered 50 million people. It was, it, 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 there wasn't a country untouched. Uh, anyway, and, and, and then after the war, uh, uh, Chairman Mao and, and the, the, his Russian equivalent, uh, Stalin, they went around murdering a few million people each to have control over the rest of the, the, the population. And so, you know, somewhere, uh, those of us that are that are seniors are getting to be seniors. You know, we've been born into a world that was traumatized, so we don't we were, we've never been taught to deal with our emotions, to deal with those 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 places where we hurt inside. And uh, one of the things I tried to do in my book from the other side was to say, there's only one thing we need to do in this lifetime. And that's learn to love ourselves without condition. And by learning to love ourselves without condition, we learn to love the world and we are at peace with the world. And the insanity that's going on, I feel so badly about our cousins in the U.S. The insanity that's going on right there, right now, it's, it's hurting. It's a deeply divided country. It's hurting big time. And uh, I pray for our outgoing president and our, and our incoming president that they find peace and do what's needed. And if they could learn EFT, you know, then uh, my friend, Mr. Trump, would be able to say, oh, well, I lost it this time. But next time, I tell you, I'll be back. But that ain't going to happen. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, Elizabeth, I empathize with you that uh, that uh, and, and and that pandemic that is hitting California so hard I mean can you imagine people 250,000 people have died of that another I don't know how many million have 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 gone through it and having gone through it doesn't give them immunity anyway I don't I want to change the subject back I'm 80 years old and I'm healthy. And the reason why I'm healthy is because I pay attention to what's going on emotionally. And I sent Charlotte something the other day uh, and it's called My Perfect Health Contract. It promises my body and myself to deal with the emotions that I know are, are, are experiencing um, and, and it's a sort of a contract to, to do, to learn those things that are helping me to deal with the emotions. Uh, I know one of the things that, uh, that I, I did, I learned a, a system, I, I, Dr. Pearl, I went to his reconnection um, technique, but it's not really a technique. It's, it's how to reconnect the body to its original blueprint of a healthy body. I learned and became uh, an advocate for Psych K, which is kinesiology and how to change the emotions that are tied up and tied in. I, I learned how to do a massage technique. And the reason why I went to this because I'm, I'm not in a hurry to, to die. 
And I think one of the things is like believing that because I'm old, I'm going to die. I'm old because I was born in 1940, but I'm as healthy as can be. And so everything still works. I'm happy. So I, you don't have any questions for Neil? Yeah, that's exactly. That's the very next thing to say is, is what questions do you have? I don't have any questions because I'm familiar with EFT, but I really, really appreciated your presentation. That was really well done. And I really appreciated your kind words for, it is so true, I agree, to love ourselves first and then be able to love other people and change the world. And, and thank you for the comments and the love from your heart and the, and the consciousness. It was beautiful. Go to the website from the other side.ca and uh, enjoy some of my poetry there. There's, uh, there's about a half a dozen and uh, very soon I'll have a brand new website up and running. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a writer as well, so it's really inspiring to listen to, to know that you guys are writers as well. So thank you. Yes, and we welcome writing in, especially with these weeks coming up. We are going to allow, again, more time within the sessions. If you have a story, a poem, a song, Leslie shared hers. Neil and Leslie came up with a new form, which is a story and a poem intersecting each other. <laughs> and uh, Chris has a story. She was one of the first people to do a story. So that's one of the um, ways, one of the purposes for this is to change the common notion people have of older people and to present our resilience, our creativity, our leadership, and the ability we have to make the world an age-friendly place. And so that is all things that are getting expressed through both just things that individual members bring forth or people that people invite or recommend. And uh, the reason we had Jane on today, there are a number of people that were doing really wonderful courses at the 411 Center. And because of the pandemic, they've stopped. So I've given them an offer if they want to do a 15 minute or 20 minute sample class as we go through the end of the year, they will be. So next week, there is someone else that's going to be doing a class on painting. It's a form of painting that releases emotional things. So we're in an emotional vibe, thanks to <laughs> Neil and others for sharing. This is a sharing, caring place. Let me finish with one idea. Yes. What quantum physics is beginning to tell us is that everything is a, is, is a vibration. And in fact, one of my poetry, one of my poems is just that, is that all everything in the universe is a vibration. So what is our emotion? But it's, it sets the tone of the vibration. So you want to be happy, you want to have a pleasant vibration. But if there's emotions in the way that, that prevent that, then you have to deal with it. You just that simple. You know, we, Robin last week asked the question, you know, what is it about growing old? And I said, What's, what is it about growing old is, is that we keep losing everything. We lose our innocence. We lose our parents. We lose relationships we you know we mom and dad decide that we're now going to move to fort william from fort francis and guess what that you say goodbye to all your friends so life is about constant change and the vibration that goes along with that the more that we deal with the vibration to bring it into harmony with life, the better we are. In the Buddhist idea, I'll shut up after this. The Buddhist idea is if you get comfortable with the groundlessness of life, that it's constantly change, then you're in harmony with life. Then you can feel good about being alive. And that's my that's my soapbox, is that I keep saying, the more that we love ourselves, the more we are in harmony with the experience that's out there. Thank you. Thank you. I, I felt a 
inside it felt like a, a bellows stuff that was just being pressed out each time we went through the, those regions so i'm happy to see how they all flow together because sometimes people have showed it and they've just done random tapping but the way that you explain what you're releasing and then welcoming the love i really did feel the shift in my energy when you were doing it yeah i have a question neil mm. yeah are there specific tapping routines for specific emotions no the amygdala responds to the tapping so if you bring it to a point of saying this is what i'm tapping about what mm -hmm. is alcoholism then the amygdala says okay i release and let go so you really set the tone of what it is by the acupuncture point. The, the yeah, but you have to identify some kind of triggering moment or triggering experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the reason I'm asking is I've just been diagnosed with some liver problems and I was doing a bit of research and apparently the liver is the seat of anger. And I know I went through a whole bunch of stressful experiences years ago. I, I, I must have harbored it. I, I don't feel angry now. I actually thought I was feeling emotionally very calm and very relaxed. So this came as kind of a shock. Um, and I can't identify any specific incident that would be tied into that, apart from sort of general life experiences. I would like to uh, offer you a one-on-one -on -one and we can talk about that process. Mm. I don't know if we get together or we do a Zoom together on our own, but I will guarantee you that there will be a trigger. Mm. I had, you know, so many cancer patients go through my class and not one of them could really say uh, the cancer comes because I caught, I caught it. Mm. that there's we are emotional beings you if you follow louise head off when she speaks about liver she said like he just mentioned seat of anger and primitive emotions chronic complaining justifying fight fault finding to deceive yourself or feel bad and it's like neil said it could be something like for years ago unconscious you know just just thoughts you're not even aware of right conditioned mm. thinking experiences all that you are arises with your thoughts. With your the thoughts, you make the world. And it follows as the cart follows the ox. What you believe, you create. Mm -hmm. well, I'm having fun also with the other thing, Neil, the regenerative, writing the, the health contract. I have my contract, each line or section in different colors, but I do it every day. But just at the time that he introduced it to me, I was the next, I said, well, I'll talk to you Monday evening because I'm seeing my doctor on Monday morning. And he said, no, we should talk on Sunday. Oh. <laughs> and it, honestly, I, I practice energy healing. I've gone through a lot of self-care a lot of things that are based on both spirituality and, and energy medicine, but from a distance, we don't live anywhere close to each other. But this meditation, when he talked to me for a while, and then uh, I said I was going to take a nap, I was like I was in a vase somewhere. I woke up four hours later. I can never sleep in the daytime. I feel like it's bad to sleep in the day. There's some, a bad file because I had to take naps when I was a child. I slept four hours and when I woke up, I had the most positive feeling about what this doctor was gonna tell me about my ultrasound. On the one hand, the medical doctor that referred me to this doctor told me all these things and all this, all these problems and you know, he's going to explain it to you. And I went with just such a feeling of positiveness and the guy came in and he was smiling and he was like a young Indian doctor. I rejected having a male doctor for so long, but something said, you know, be open. And I just have felt better and better each day because that organ, one thing I had learned with whatever organ is a challenging organ, to send it love, to build a little house, just a little, little circle of love around it. And each morning, I just send some love there. And in the evening and, and really, shifting from, you know, when people tell you, uh, 
if a dog is after you, <laughs> don't be afraid because he can smell that you're afraid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I used to, how do you do that? But I'm feel, feeling, I'm feeling happy for this. It's not even a challenge organ. This organ that these other people were concerned about, I'm, sending, I'm not trying to send love to it. I'm sending love to it. Let's flush that out a little bit. And that is, is that I did, I know this technique, it's called reconnection. And I did... Um, meditation, it, it, it only takes 20 minutes for me, but as it turned out, it took you four hours to process it. So Dr. Eric Pearl, if you want to look it up, it's a bit weird, but the reconnection works. That's all I can say is that I don't know how it works, but it works. And it's an energy healing tool. And I wouldn't let her go to the doctor until we did the energy healing uh, experience. So Nancy, you're about to leave us. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to leave. It's been so wonderful. I've so enjoyed this time. Yeah, we usually finish it too, but the conversation has been so rich. And it's not like we are on a commercial radio where we have to pay for an extra commercial <laughs> or pay for an extra 15 minutes. But uh, I'm really happy that you joined us. And we look forward to hearing your writing and stories and, you know, just having your company. Elizabeth wrote a wonderful, she writes plays, she writes musicals. She wrote a, it's like a radio play, except it was a Zoom play that we did the other Sunday. And so Chris has written stories. They have, you have an audio book. It's just, is Quirky's book an audio book now? Uh, some of the books that we've self-published are available as eBooks. Yes, they're available as hard books and eBooks. Mm -hmm. And they're available from Lulu Press. Oh yeah, a lot of people are using Lulu. Somebody the other day mentioned Lulu. Yeah, we've had really good experiences with them until this last one, because it seems that there's been a change of management or there's been some change that's happened. And so it was it was a much more challenging to get the thing published this time. Okay. Well, I'm going to speak into existence since I've, I have on my wall, I don't know whether you can see it, I won't turn it around, make the chaotic, but I have drawn this retreat on Nanaimo, <laughs> and it's got a, a creativity center, it has a hub that's got a place where people can come in, instead of everybody having to have a printer and whatnot, you know, you could come in and you could write something, you could, you could print it. It's got all of these 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 places in it, and it, it's near the water, so you could you know drive up, or you could have a boat bring you up, and you could dislodge. But I saw a travel story about Nanumo, and I and I, I I'm dying to come over there. But I picture us all coming over, so just get ready by this time next year, or before it gets cold, we'll have a big time in your backyard. There we go. That'll be fun. Very fun. All right. Okay, so next week we will be having a Zentangle. It's a new, I don't know whether any of you have read about Zentangle, but the, it was another class that people enjoyed at the 411 Center. And so you might want to have a piece of paper because I think she's going to have you draw something, but it's a connection between imagery and your brain. So next week we're having that, and I think one other topic. We'll be having two for one, so... And next Thursday is American Thanksgiving. Robin is going to facilitate because I might be in and out of the kitchen cooking my U.S. Thanksgiving dinner. But we will be um, moving along and welcoming everyone. And you can, I sent everyone a flyer that you can give to someone else to welcome them to come on to the podcast. Pleasure to meet you, Elizabeth, today. Uh, glad you were, were, were on this one. Chris, I love you dearly. Glad you were here today. Uh, Nancy spelt all weird like my name. Good, good you were here. Love you all. And Leslie uh, has Les an atypical spelling for Leslie. No, that's yes. actually not atypical, actually. Oh. Well, it's new to me. I have a brother yeah. named Leslie and a girlfriend named Leslie. So L-E-S-L-E-Y is new -E to me. L-E-S-L-E-Y in the UK is the girl's spelling and I-E is the boy's spelling. 
And the last name is a French name, name like mine. Mine's Lyon and yours, Hebert. Yeah, which gets confused with Herbert all the time, which annoys the heck out of me. <laughs> and people ask me about, is Will Ferrell my cousin? So, oh. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Well, love you. The more we get together, the happier we'll be. Aww. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it and, and enjoyed it. Yes. Yes, and just watch out. Elizabeth will write you all into a story. So that's another thing we'll do when we come to visit Nancy. We'll act out one of her plays. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's do that. <laughs> all right. Bye, bye. Bye, everybody. Have a good day. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you.